Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. So in today's podcast journey, we're going to explore something that I call the four areas of commitment, the four areas of commitment. During a recent workshop where I was leading a collegiate program, um, we talked about that. We talked about the four areas of commitment, and I was really surprised by how powerful the conversations, um, how, how powerful conversations came from it. And it was something that everyone from the from the um, from the uh, athletes of the program to the coaches to anyone that was in the workshop took a, a tremendous amount of value from the experience. So, like with anything, I thought you know if it if it worked for them, if it was inspiring. Um, for them, why not share it with my online community? Um, so our podcast is brought to you today. It's a convergent or it's a emerging of two powerful communities with whom I'm proud to say I'm a member of. The first is our online coaching community called Headcase. Um, Headcase is all about creating not just a platform, but a community where people can support one another, um, allowing each other to continue to work through different coaching tools and principles to really land on um, a lot of the mis- misbeliefs and thought patterns that take away from your dopeness and create a uh, an environment where people feel supported and feel loved um, and feel cared for. Um, so Headcase community is something that I'm really proud to be a part of. And the second community is uh, Breathe Life. So Breathe Life is a Miami-based uh, meditation movement that I founded four years ago. And we're all about creating magical experiences um, around Miami. And it's something that we've been doing. And um, obviously, um, with the whole pandemic thing, we're starting back. We started back this year and um, we've been excited to do that. So what we're going to start doing now, what I'm going to start doing now is creating an intention um, where we bring recordings of the podcast and we put them on the platform um, with the Headcase community, but then also whether we stream it live from our Breathe Life events, or we um, send a link or share the link to people within our Breathe Life community. So um, I'm happy to have these uh, two groups a part of our uh, podcast journey, and I'll be uh, calling them out every uh, every episode. So um, welcome, team. Welcome, family. Um, like I said at the last podcast, one of the things I want to start doing is um, landing a powerful word with each episode, landing a powerful word. I think words are so powerful, man. Um, language to be able to be able to use words to communicate, to express oneself, um, to find commonality and similarities with one another is powerful. Um, so for the word, the word for today's um, podcast is purpose. Purpose. So 
Like most words that we connect to, um, I always use a word that lands or has been showing up a lot in my life. Um, purpose is one of those words. Um, the last two weeks, I've been spending a lot of time um, and energy um, really getting clear about what that is for me. Um, but if you look up the noun in a dictionary, you'll see the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. The purpose of the meeting is to appoint a trustee. So the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So for me, the word that really stands out in that definition is created. You know, created. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, I think recently I've been really just exploring, you know, all I feel called to become, um, all the work I feel called to um, connect to, to be of service, to be a vessel. You know, I find myself becoming more broken, open to um, really just trying to align myself to really just live in, in, in manifest and manifest and create um, and, mature, and materialize all that which I believe God has given me. Um, to inspire and to communicate and to connect. So, you know, I've been trying to get, not trying, but I I've, I've, I've find myself shifting much more into that light of purpose and getting clear about what it looks like. But here's the thing that I'm realizing about purpose. You know, there's this belief where I had this belief that, you know, as the purpose became clear, the work would become easier. You know, um, you know, a clarity of uh, clarity of purpose, a clarity of uh, the, of one's life mission um, would bring an ease because you would be able to operate with such clarity. But in reality, I don't know. I I've been finding my experience has been the more clarity um, that I obtain through purpose, um, the steeper the climb, the more resistance that pulls up and shows up for me, in different in different areas in different ways. And, you know, you could, I guess you can meet it um, from a different, from several different um, meanings, or you can attribute several different meanings to the resistance or to the um, distractions or the hardship that show up. You can say, you know, um, just like there's, you know, um, a good energy, good frequency, um, uh, good angels, uh, good karma. Um, in the world, there's the negative force as well, right? Um, that tries to keep us small, keep us safe, keep us playing um, below our expectations and standards and, and purpose. Um, so I don't take that lightly. I think there's always that force that's working, that's at work. Um, and I think that that contributes a little bit when it comes to getting clear about your purpose and then finding that you're running into those moments of resistance. So for me, I'm never really surprised, but I think I am surprised about how much resistance shows up. And as you get clearer and clearer about what that purpose is, although you may be met with moments of resistance, what my experience has been is that, you know, you take it all with a grain of salt because you're clear. You're clear. And it's a beautiful place to be. It's a scary place to be. Because once you land in that truth, it's hard to, you know, it's, you can't ignore what you know. And I think the most challenging thing for me has been to really step into that light, step into that purpose, but allowing myself to think big, play big, you know, and, and I think sometimes it comes at the cost of 
in my experience, it comes at the cost of completely allowing yourself to arrive at a place of peace and contentment, to always yearn, to always be called to expand in ways and to serve in ways and use your voice bigger, bolder, more powerfully in different spaces. There's this continual push um, because you understand the mission, your soul contract, soul contract. Um, I had a client that said that to me recently and it really resonated. Um, So yeah, so today's um, word for today is um, purpose. Now getting into the four areas of commitment. So like I said, in a recent workshop, it came up and it was so powerful that I said, you know what, I'm going to come up here and share what these four areas are, because to be honest, when one makes a commitment, at least for me, I know I don't often think about the different layers or the four areas that one commits itself. And I think if you can get really clear about not just looking at the things that you have made a commitment to in your life and seeing where they fall in in proximity to these four things, but really using these four areas to clarify whether or not something's worth a commitment or not as well. You know, and I remember bringing it up to the team that we're that I was working with or leading through this, a you know, this uh, um, workshop and different things showed up for for different individuals which is always the magic whenever you're presenting um, content to a group of spirits. Everyone's going to take away something different. All right. So let's so let's uh, let's go through them. So the first one, the first step is the mind, right? Mentally, mentally, you commit to the challenge, right? So our state of mind accepts the challenge, the confidence and preparation. So there's a so there's a mental There's a mental investment. There's a mental commitment to the work at hand, to the work that needs to be um, accomplished, right? To the sacrifice, to the cost, right? So there's a there's a the mental side of what that commitment looks like and what that follow through looks like and understanding um, taking in in the full weight of the contract to which you're committing to. Right. And and I'm not talking about, you know, you know, oftentimes they're not legal contracts. I'm talking about that contract that you make with yourself. You know, what's your what's your what's your mental process like? Right. Are you someone that really kind of takes everything in and you survey the cost, you survey, you know, everything that's required for this for a commitment prior to mentally deciding to make that mental, physical commitment? So where are you mentally with the commitments that you have in your life? Where are you showing up? Where are you showing up mentally? Um, The second one, emotionally, right? So our emotions become positive, confident drivers, excitement, determination. So emotions is a big one um, for a number of reasons. You know, I I feel like we know there are certain things, you, you know, we're all beautifully unique and different in our own ways, right? And in our own right. And a lot of times our emotion, even fear, can kind of highlight what those areas of potential zone of geniuses or genius or those potential spaces that we were created to, to, to occupy and to pour our light into. A lot of times our emotions could bring that to surface. But I also think it's important to mention or to bring light to, you know, emotions in themselves is a great indicator, but in a lot of ways is an inconsistent leader, 
And what I mean by that is you've seen people, I've worked with individuals, and what I find about those who are truly masterful have a heightened masterful level of committing to whatever it is that they're pursuing. And they're in that commitment, they understand that although there's an emotional commitment and investment to going down this path, they're committed to showing up and equally investing even when the emotions are absent or even when the emotions are destructive or negative or based in fear, right? They show up. And I think a lot of times, whether we think about it to that extent or not, a lot of times we base our commitment off of our emotions, what we feel like doing, what we feel like doing. And whereas I think there's a lot of power and truth to that, being in connection with oneself on an emotional body and getting clear about what's showing up as feedback. You know, if you're only committed to a person, if you're only committed to a profession, if you're only committed to a way of showing up and being of service, when you emotionally feel inspired to be committed, then you're not gonna be able to operate at a certain level consistently. Because I find that even when you're pouring into your light, your gift, there's gonna be moments where you occupy that space from a different emotional body. And if you're constantly in your head or if you're constantly judging what that emotional state looks like, you know, then you're gonna be putting yourself in a tremendous amount of unwanted, unnecessary pressure, right? So when that emotion wanes as it will, you know, that's where your mental commitment shines through, all right? So the third one for, so the third one is we commit physically. We commit our bodies and we prepare for the action of what's required. And now, and obviously it's easier to see that um, commitment, that physical commitment um, for people who play in athletics or for high performers, but you know, our bodies are our vessels, right? So. You know, even if you're on the receiving end of this podcast and you're not in competition or in, in, in the sports realm, you know, I think when I find that whenever I commit to something, even the things that don't have anything to do with the physicality of me using my body to perform or to show up, you know, when I really concentrate and focus on committing myself fully, fully, mind, emotions and body. I find that I develop a certain flow state, a certain rhythm. I have access to things. When I'm when I'm putting good things in my body, when I'm, you know, when I'm, you know, drinking, um, you know, when I'm drinking more water, I'm staying hydrated, and I'm being intentional about, you know, really analyzing all the chemicals and and all the things I'm putting into my body when I'm doing my yoga, when I'm in meditation, when I'm going for my runs, when I'm balanced in my human in my physical body. Whatever I'm committed to deepens. And the last point, um, the last part is resiliency. Are you resilient enough to handle setbacks? In essence, mental toughness. Are you resilient enough to handle setbacks? You know, you'll be surprised, or at least I was surprised, that when you're around high performers long enough, you start you start noticing certain habits. And one of the habits that stands out the most to me uh, 
is that champions, whenever you're around champions, in my time around champions, what I find is that champions do a powerful job at expecting or preparing for moments of setbacks, hardships, resistance along the path. So when those moments show up, they're prepared and they execute. They're balanced, right? And then you have those teams, you have those individuals who haven't done anywhere near as much work in the preparation of what to be expected. So when they meet those moments of hardship, frustration, you name it, then there's a great divide, right? Frustration, fear, anxiety runs rampant. So we're not communicating now. We're not grounding in together. You know, we go into self-preservation mode. So if you're in any space in life and you want to create more magic, right? You want to create more magic and more movement in your life in the direction that you desire. I'm not saying manifest and go out and begin to, you know, worry about how things could fall apart or the setbacks that could potentially present themselves. What I am saying is that as a commitment, as a part of the commitment to the vision that you have for your life, if it is to improve in, you know, um, any space, anything that you want to do, anything that you feel called to do, then I would strongly encourage you to pay attention to and prepare as best you can to have a mental plan when you meet with, when you're met with those moments of setbacks and resistance. Because by doing so, you develop the winning edge, the winning edge. And, and, and ultimately, that's what we're trying to do here in this podcast and any time that I have where I'm sharing space with any human being. I'm just trying to give you some information so that you can use to really just extract as much value, power, impact and love from your life. So setbacks is a part of it. It's a part of it. You know, I call them cubicles of character, <laughs> right? Because you, you get a chance to learn a lot about yourself. You get a chance to grow. You get a chance to improve. You get a chance to build characteristics that you could take with you along the way. All right. So there you have it. Four areas of commitment. See ball, think ball. <laughs>